We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! How good you guys! And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Bears Podcast, the Bearcast. We, we are have back. Something to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to get through today. Uh, we had the spring game on Saturday. Uh, we have some recruiting announcements. We for football and basketball. Yeah. Um, some analytical things we need to talk about and yeah, we, yeah. You know, advanced stats and stuff probably. Yeah, but stuff that we always talk about. I don't know too much about football advanced stats. Yeah. So we can do this again. Our weekly segment, our, your Demetrius Robertson update. <laughs> but you know what? It's not nothing anymore. Finally. We have something. Finally. He will be announcing May 2nd, deciding between us, Georgia, and Georgia Tech. <sighs> so we will see. It comes to a close. It finally comes to a close. Yes. Every, all this too shall pass. Wow. I'm a little off today. Yeah. It's good. All right. Can I ask you something about Demetrius then? Of course. If he does commit, if he does, mm-hmm. it's hypothetical. Granted, we just talked about this before the show, our... Our likelihood is that he commits to the Georgia schools just because yeah. if it's taken this long, I think it's more of a which Georgia school do I want to go to more yeah. than do I want to come all the way to California. Yeah. Like if that if he had already made that decision, which apparently he has, mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't announce it earlier. Um, but maybe he wants the fanfare. Who knows? Yeah. It's um, also made – who knows? Hey, it was a wait list thing. <laughs> maybe it was. Um, but let me ask you this. If he comes, how, how dynamic does our offense become? What – I mean, just on the off chance he does commit, and let's say he does play wide receiver. Granted, he's mm-hmm. an athlete, so he can play anywhere he wants. Yeah. Literally, except for O-line and D-line, he could literally play wherever he wants. If he were to commit and he becomes an offensive player, how does that change our offense? What does it? Uh, I think we just kind of run him at, I'd say run him at the H with Stovall at the Y. Uh-huh. And just you have two options that can get open and juke and run and do whatever the hell it is you want. Do you give him a sort of a free reign role, like a well, you like gotta, do you move him around a lot, or you do move you... him around, obviously. But I mean, you don't have him run his own routes because of that, course, that of course. doesn't work. Yeah. But, 
But do you move him around enough where, I guess what the question I'm asking is, will you give him all like 90% of the snaps at that age, or will you give him literally 25, 25, 25, Just 25 move him around wherever it works. Like, if you want to put him at the running back, run a screen for him, do something like that. Put him at the, like, put him on trips right or left, have him on the back end. And throw a screen that way if you want to do, like, hooks, benches, wheel routes, mm-hmm. whatever the heck it is you want. You'll get him, just put him in a position to succeed like they used to do with Javid Best. If he, if he were to stay, or if he were to commit, he comes here. We're still under that, we're still under that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, Fingers in, crossed. In two to three years, what, in your, in your mindset, what does the Jordan Duncan, Melquis Stovall, Demetrius Robertson trio look like? What are we well, doing? Well, they'd be juniors, so. Yeah. <laughs> be pretty good. They would look older. Yes, they would look... Actually, I don't know. But they would... It would contribute to, I think, what could be a top 10 offense in the NCAA. I don't know. I think Max Gilliam will be the quarterback by then, mm-hmm. if all things hold. Granted, unless we get some superstar, five-star quarterback yeah. coming in, but... But I That's doubt that. Gilliam is the future yeah. at this point. He may not be the present right yeah. now. But he is the but future. Yes. I think he he would do a good red shirt. May, uh, one thing I noticed on Saturdays, his throwing motion's a little to the side instead of up. Mm-hmm. So may he'll work that out. But everything else in his game is solid. He puts great touch on his throws. He can yeah. run. And with those guys complimenting him and you have... The entire zone raid game, which hasn't been used at all, mm-hmm. then you're gonna have some fun. And there's a lot of things that we, and this is a great transition to go into to spring game, which happened yeah. on Saturday. We there's a lot of things that happened at spring game that we can't talk about. Uh-uh. Um, there's a lot of play sets. There's a lot of uh, different personnel groups that we saw. We just don't want to talk about it, nor can we talk about it. Um, I mean, it was public. That so. it, okay, I guess tr- I guess it was aired on Pac-12 Network. So I guess what I'm saying is there's some things that we saw in practice, that I saw in practice. Yeah. We're not going to talk about those things yeah. that were in practice. Yeah, but what, but what I wanted I wasn't to... there for That one. is true. But what I, the little asterisk, asterisk I wanted to put is there are some things that Jake Spavadol is doing with this offense that you will see come, come the fall. And yeah. you're going to go, oh, wow, that, that works? Yeah. <laughs> that... Really? That works? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, granted, a lot of the things you saw on Saturday were probably things that you'd already seen before. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the numbers and the names on the back of the jerseys. Well, there were no names on the back of the jerseys, yeah. but um, <laughs> the numbers were all different. Um, so And it was very confusing for the people that did not have a sheet in front of them. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, for me who had gone to practice, I'd gotten used to the names, but even mm-hmm. then... Guys like Billy McCrary was wearing number eleven all throughout practice, and then all of a sudden and on he's spring game number day, thirty he's because 30. that's what they have. Yeah, and then you have guys like I think uh, Alex Natherda changed jer- jerseys in the middle of the game, <laughs> and he I was in the press box right in front of uh, the two dudes doing stats during the uh-huh. game, so just the cluster trying to figure out who is who, and it was uh, myself and Gorsi trying to figure out. <laughs> Like, what was happening? Because he was doing play-by-play. And the I was... only guy that had a name on their jersey, and I know this because I was on the field, was Darren Brown. Darren Brown was the only guy. Well, that well, he had his jersey, yeah, probably. Which is, yeah, which is weird to think that only one guy would have their jersey, but it was just... It was funny because you see yeah. all the... Everyone else just has <laughs> na- uh, numbers, and Darren Brown just smacked up, just says Brown 4. It's... <laughs> I, I know they've... 
Um, well, I don't know what the deal is in equipment, so yeah, it's I think it might be totally fine though. From what I from what I understood, uh, the seniors got their jerseys as presents. Yeah. Um, from from this past season, so if that's the case, then I'm, I'm still mis- confused how we had so many number ones. That's yeah, that is true too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a deal with they don't know who they're redshirting next year yet, so they can't give everyone numbers full like. This is your number for the season. I think there's a different reason, but I can't really say it on yeah. the air. So yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to to the stats and what we saw. Um, in the end, uh, I believe it was the blue team that yeah won. it was a blue team victory, thirty eight yeah. to thirty seven. The reason the score is weird is because there were no extra points. Everyone went for two. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> prison <laughs> rules, just like we play an NFL blitz. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, yeah, it was, it was, ex- it's, it's how I play Madden too. Yeah. No, no punting and no field goals. Um, I <laughs> field goals once in a while, but um, field goals, if you must, <laughs> if you must like you're fourth and 17 and you can safely hit like a 45 yarder. That is true. But only, only if I'm playing the computer, if I'm playing yeah. against someone and you know, it's the last drive and you yeah. get to like that, their 30 yard line. No, you cannot go for the field goal. Cause that's. That's like a guaranteed win. It does make you fun. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's let's go through some of these stats. Uh, should we? Let's go with some impressive players for you. Yeah. Uh, from the, from the offense. Okay. Let's, let's so get going. most of the impressive players were from the offense. I'll I'll give you the big one. Yeah. But I'll take Zach Klein for right now. Fifteen to sixteen, two hundred and two yards, two touchdowns. Just played an all around good game. His one incompletion was from a throwaway where there was great coverage. Yeah, can we but, can we can we just emphasize that point? He made one miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was some Kevin Riley circa Armed Forces Bowl two thousand seven <laughs> exactly. statistics. But Klein just he got the ball out quick for the most part. Mm-hmm. There were some times where he held it a little long, but he, we were talking about this before. There's another player in the Pac twelve who holds it a little long when at quarterback, and he happens to be the guy with the most yards in the <laughs> conference, and Luke Falk. So I, I liked how Klein played. He threw it. He rocketed the ball out. He knew where to throw it, where to go. He made the dump off passes when he needed to. He threw a beautiful deep ball to Stovall. Just a perfect loft, perfect spiral. It's a thing of beauty. And I, there's a bit of like hoping that he'll be the quarterback next year in my mind. Which I I know I can't really do, but <laughs> there's a lot of obstacles. I, I think he has proven that he can he can do it. So he's going to make it very tough for them come Australia time, mm-hmm. or hopefully a lot before Australia yeah. time. <laughs> um, I guess for me, that's uh, what I meant. You know what? I'm going to leave the big one to you. I'm going to go with a running back, uh, Mr. Billy McCrary. Oh. oh, Lord. We're uh, going to just avoid the big one for a while, we're gonna, aren't we? We're going to try to. Because I'm going to avoid him, too. <laughs> uh, Mr. Billy McCrary, who was an... We recruited him as an... Or he was an athlete when we recruited yeah. him in high school last... Figured two years to be ago. a defensive back, just mm-hmm. because that was where we needed him. And that's where we kind of pseudo-played him last year. Granted, yeah. he's... I think he redshirted. He, he's a redshirt freshman yeah. right now. Yeah, so. so we had him practice with all the DBs all throughout last season, and that's where we expected to see him. 
all of a sudden this this spring camp we transitioned him to a running back. Mm-hmm. He's been getting all the snaps uh, with you know um, all the other running backs we have. Uh, Calfani is out right now. Yeah, he's, he's running track. He's running track. Yeah. He's got some. And Trey had fast. a little bit of a knock, so he hasn't been practicing um, as well. So that's why Vic. So it's and Vic and Vic and McCrary and McCrary Patrick and Laird. Those Laird. are the three guys. Laird did very well too. He did. He did. Five um, yards of carry is no slouch. Which, by the way, he has a very, very um, close friendship with Zach Klein. So when Laird scored, um, Zach Klein, I, it happened right in front of me. Zach Klein was hugging him, screaming "Yeehaw!" as he <laughs> hugged him. Uh, <laughs> it was a great moment. It was a very, very great moment. And a friend texted me in the middle of the game, was like, "Who's the white running back? That's like a unicorn." <laughs> I decided not to remind him about Christian McCaffrey and Toby Gerhardt. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Figured best not to mention such things during mm-hmm. a time like this. <laughs> Probably. Um, but he ran angry. Um, he ran... I don't, I, this is this is a weird way to say it, but he ran patiently angry. I think that's the best way Controlled to describe Controlled anger. It. Controlled anger. That might be the best way to describe it. He, he would wait for holes to open up, he, and he would just explode through those holes. He was relentless in turning his knees to get extra yards Mm -hmm. uh, when he was tackled. And I'm sure you saw that from the box too, but if he would get plowed into basically the little scrum that was happening, Mm -hmm. he literally would push the pile at least a couple feet or a couple yards just to get that extra little bit. Uh, And that's, that's something you can't teach a running back. It's just, it's a mentality, right? To to keep going. And that's why what Marshawn was one of the greatest. He just kept turning his knees and that he just, and would that, angle himself perfect enough where he wouldn't get injured, but would be able to turn his knees. Yeah, and he had that per- beautiful 60-yard run where Ugh. he just mashed through people and he around. Had, he had four carries for 100 yards. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean... If that's your change of pace back, that's pretty much... One was for 60, one was for 28, and the other two got him to 100. Yeah. But all in all, he was great. Mm-hmm. He so. was... You, I mean... As I said, if he's your third running back and can do that for you, yeah. like let's he'll be your fourth running back. Actually, at this, yeah, at this rate, yeah, he is. He is our fourth running back. And then um, on the other side of the ball or other team, you have Vic and Larry. Yep. With uh, showing off some breakaway speed. Oh, we really are avoiding the big one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll I'll leave it to you since you've been to practice more. Uh, we can talk about it more. But Vic is just. I don't expect him to run that fast. No. Just, he's a big guy. He's like 230, I think. He is. And he's blazing down the field, no problem. And he, I just, I don't know. I like the guy, the way the guy plays. They, you can't convince me otherwise that that isn't the way running backs are supposed to play. I mean, most Cal fans always talk, mention him and they mention Beast Mode 2.0, yeah. baby Beast Mode. I think that's... Just that's just how we envision it. That's how yeah. we see him. The, the mold is is right there. It's literally it's yeah, identical. I'm, I'm going to give him a number ten jersey and give him a golf cart to ride around in because <laughs> I think they have the same ones there as they did in 2006. But that's because of the budget, and that's not my concern. <laughs> but he had that great 80 yard run. We know that he can shed tackles like none other. Just. On the 80-yard run, he went one way, cut back, boom, gone. There was the other one uh, where I don't, I don't know how much he gained because I was staying on the field, but 
he would he ran towards the middle, he hit his own lineman, and mm-hmm. then bounced out to the route right it, side. It was like a good twenty yards, yeah, I think. That one that one was very impressive mm-hmm. as well. Um, but for me, just I was <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, but I, I, left, I left my notes from the game at home, so <laughs> I was standing right next to uh, the end zone on which Vic scored uh, the the eighty yarder. I I li- literally remember this um, seeing him blow by the linebackers and then mm-hmm. he got into the secondary and he beats the he beats the safeties and Rubens are trying to catch up to him mm-hmm. but you can see it's it's like literally seeing like a like a pictograph like you mm-hmm. see the separation become bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger and it and you're just like he's there's no way he's catching him there's just <laughs> there's no way moving fast yeah. you ain't first or last oh that was it, that was an impressive impressive yeah. run to say the least just out um, of nowhere. Yeah. Okay, do you want the big one? Let's just get let's, to it. Let's get to it. Uh, the big one. Mr. Melchise Stovall, um, our slot receiver. Yes. Uh, granted, our own Solomon Kim wrote a scouting report on him based on the fact that he would be an all-purpose back. Mm-hmm. But I'm just giving him a little shout-out just because he, he, he still writhes in pain whenever I mention this because he wrote it because he, he looked at all the rivals and scout things that they mm-hmm. said as he's an all-purpose back. And he wrote the scouting report and then Avi changed the picture um, of his article to the 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 recruiting photo, mm-hmm. and it said position wide receiver. Yeah, so he basically slapped his own head on his oh. hand because he forgot to look up where he would be playing at Cal. Yeah, but there you go, Solomon. Now everyone knows your pain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but this man, this man. I oh, am, uh, it was my first. I hadn't really been to practice. Yeah. So this was so, your first time actually seeing him yeah, play. I, he's slippery, makes catches. There's one that I think Klein threw him. It was either Klein or Bowers threw it to him while he wasn't really looking. Yeah. But he just catches it. He's about three yards out. And boom, 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 boom. He got another 10 yards. No problem. Okay, let me just read you the stat line before we continue talking about him. Seven receptions, 128 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. So the long one from Klein was good. I mean, they're both from Klein. So yeah. Just there was the, a long one and an intermediate one. An intermediate one where I think it was like a 15-year-old curl or something. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I wasn't entirely paying attention to the routes. But Klein just rockets it in there. Stovall makes a catch. No problem. Turns, puts on the jets, jukes a guy, jukes another, Get. Forces a couple missed tackles, and boom, he's in the end zone. And he's perfect. I don't know how else to describe it, except he's one shifty player. Yeah. Um, I. The only thing I'm worried, okay, this is the only thing I'm worried about him going into next season, is, is if he's too worried about the moves he's going to make after the catch, before yeah. he makes the catch. Because that, that catches a lot of wide receivers. You can... A lot of wide receivers make drops because they're already thinking about what move they're going to make before they make the I catch. I think uh, Grayson Pankhead in particular had that issue. Yeah. Um, so as long as he can, he can keep that in check and always think after he he actually makes the catch, um, he's going to be one hell of a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, but his jukes, his side-to-side moves, his step-backs, um, his stiff arm... Mm-hmm. And the ability of him high-stepping his way through uh, arm tackles, mm-hmm. and that's that was my most impressive feat that I saw from him, is he would get tackled at the ankles, but he would high-step himself out of it. Yeah. Um, and that would just give him at least a couple more yards before the health defender comes 
to make the sec to get him to the ground. He's gonna be the Zorro of uh, <laughs> receivers with the Z of cuts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Though he is playing the Y, so that doesn't kind of work. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. Like Tim Gunn, we'll make it work. Um, I yeah, I don't know how else to describe this kid. I mean, he is just electric. It, mm-hmm. He's. I mean, granted, the season hasn't even started, but I'm I'm ready to see him play against Hawaii. I'm already ready to see I, him. I need a few months. I'll <laughs> I'll keep to my uh, NCAA 14 dynasty. Do you have Milkies in there? Uh, I don't, but I I had some pretty talented kids. So, actually, I actually went to GameStop the other day, um, picking up a copy of Ratchet and Clank, huh. and the kid in front of me. Uh, bought NCAA 14. Nice. Um, yeah, a used Xbox 360 version. And I, hmm. I looked at it and I said, "Good on you, kid." Yeah, <laughs> good on it's you. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, what I actually on the football topic, I saw mocked up artwork for a uh, Super Mario football game. <laughs> where you, the strategy being where you have the booze as uh-huh. linemen, uh-huh. so they uh, become ghosts for the. Beginning of the play, go downfield, solidify, perfect blocking shield for your screen pass. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. There's some strategy. Sad that that isn't actually happening, no. but it looks really pretty. No. Uh, should we move on uh, to another uh, to another guy that impressed uh, you? Sure. I like Deron Brown, honestly. Mm-hmm. As far If we're talking about defense, he came off the edge real well. He had the soul sack of the day mm-hmm. and just... Fast off the edge, he's willing to hit. He looks like a really good outside linebacker. Yeah, he looks like just a speed outside linebacker. Perfect at the rover position that I think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sold on him. Mm-hmm. I can't say much about the defense just because there wasn't much. There were not a lot of guys played. No, um, they were very thin. Mm-hmm. And so. not not thin because people were injured. It's just. They just held back a lot. Maybe yeah. they got one or two snaps at most, or one or two drives, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, I guess for me on the defensive side, oh, it's a debate between two guys. But um, I'll go with I'll, the first one. I'll go with is Mr. Trey Turner, mm-hmm. my man. I've been raving about him for about a year now. Yeah, he um, he was pretty darn good. I think he got a few deflections mm-hmm. beside that interception. Yeah, and so I mean him playing that. I don't know. They placed him at cornerback for a little bit, yeah. but then they also played him at the other safety spot for a little bit too. Um, I, I think don't... he played at nickel when he got his interception. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where they're going to actually play him, but he looks like he's for me. For me, he looks like the the Shaq or the what's it the Sidquan role. Mm-hmm. He kind of has that feel for me. Um, he he's very good at knowing where the ball is. He he can. Track the ball really well as well. Um, and, I mean, with that interception, and we saw his interception at Utah, too, yeah. um, last season. It was similar. Yeah, it was very similar. Um, so I see him playing that role really well. Um, and since we're on that note, I want to talk about one more guy. Uh, is uh, One guy that really passed the eye test for me mm-hmm. was Evan Rambo. Oh, yeah. Um, dear God, the, the man is huge to begin with. <laughs> yeah, he's like 6'4". Right? Yeah, he's... And his last name's Rambo. He's predetermined, <laughs> predetermined to succeed. Oh my goodness! Uh, he, I don't. I'm, if I'm a if if I'm a quarterback and I see him as the safety, 
um, and I'm in the red zone, I'm afraid to throw anywhere over the middle. Like, yeah, I'm because he's so lanky and he's fast mm-hmm. and he's he's just so tall that you throw anywhere in his area, it's either a deflection or a pick in my opinion. Yeah. So I he's overbearing. I haven't he hasn't gotten the chance to lay down some hits. Yeah, I mean you don't I, want him to. Yeah, yet. but I'm assuming he probably could. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, that for me, that guy just eye test was. He's you, gonna get a lot of chance of. <laughs> I didn't start this war. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to have those moments where he just, he hits him to the ground and then he's just going to, you know, overbearingly look, look over him because mm-hmm. the guy's not going to be able to get up. Right. Give him his <laughs> mechanical bone arrow. <laughs> or does he have a mini, he, has, he could have a mini gun. You can give yeah. him a mini gun. Crossbow. Yeah. Um, that's uh, anyone else for you on the defensive side? Um, defensive side. Uh, uh, I don't know, really. It's kind. It was kind of tough, to be honest, just yeah. because there wasn't a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says Antoine Albert had 10 tackles, which is impressive, but you also don't want your cornerback to have 10 tackles. Yeah. So, but just, uh, I don't think we mentioned Jordan VC yet. No, we have not. And he, I like him as a Darius Power placement. Just he'd get those little seven yard out routes, taking another five yards. That's twelve yards. That's first down every time. He caught a couple over the middle. Him and Chad Hansen on that team. Those guys were a good duo next to each other, and I can see why Chad Hansen could start and Mm -hmm. probably should, to be honest. Yeah. Just getting it over the middle and everything, and going, boom, 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 boom. There's a rhythm that uh, Forrest got into during one of those drives where he just kept hitting them. One and two, I think it was the second to last drive for the gold team. And it just kind of seemed inevitable. It was reminiscent of why Goff won the job in the first place in 2013, is Mm -hmm. that he was making all the right throws, and he was doing that. And I understand why he is the front runner, and he probably still is, but who knows? I... He's very good, so and he will have good guys to throw to in VC and Hanson. Any of them will have good guys to throw to in VC and Hanson. And, you know, Vic Wharton and Stovall and Jordan Duncan and Austin Aaron and Brandon Singleton and Patrick Worstell, who had a long oh, long yeah. ball from Klein that he had to adjust to because that one hung up there a little too much. That was a great catch, by the way. Very good yeah. catch. And he got interfered with and made the catch, too. Mm-hmm. And then Jake Ashton, Justin Dunn caught touchdowns. Bankhead, who even with the drops was still open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strickland's going to be there. All these guys are so good. Um, Jack Austin. Yeah. Didn't even mention him. Bug Rivera. I think Matt Rocket didn't play, but he, yeah, he hasn't played all spring. He's going to be playing in the he's fall. He's been solid. We'll get back Noah. We'll get all these guys that are coming in, like uh, Matt Laris. I don't. I don't want to. Or Logan Gamble. Logan Gamble. That's the name I was looking for. Yeah, um, I don't want to be a coach. Like I don't want this. No. headache. I don't want this selection headache. Peeler's <laughs> gonna have a lot on his hands. Uh, and, but he'll do fine. Yeah, I mean, Every- with, it's it's nice that we got a new OC this year. Yeah. Just because with all these young guys, um, and then the we have the older guys, but they didn't play a lot. Uh-huh. They did play a little bit, but 
that's that's the whole point. It right? was Is very that... dominated by mm-hmm. Lawler, Davis, Anderson, Powell, Harris, Treggs. Uh, Treggs, yeah, Treggs is the big one, and Chris yeah. Harper to a certain extent. Yeah, up until he left. Um, but yeah, so I think it was a it was a great time to make that OC switch, and then mm-hmm. you get a fresh set of eyes to look over these guys and say, "What? Hey, what... we're gonna play who's best." Yeah, like what do you see from this guy that I didn't see before? Yeah. Um, so. A twelfth opinion, if you will. Yeah, and the, and I think from the players' perspective too, it, it only helps, right? Because you yeah. get a blank slate with a new OC and a younger OC uh-huh. too. And so you could, you could play in front of him and just say, "All right, he doesn't, he hasn't seen anything about me. He doesn't know anything about me. I'm just gonna go and ball out and see if I can win myself a spot." Mm-hmm. And with the amount of competition you have at the wide receiver position, I mean, these guys are only gonna push each other to get better and better mm-hmm. every year. Um, Pretty wholeheartedly. I yeah, I think we talked about most everyone. Yeah, just um, I don't think you can cover too much more when mm-hmm. it comes to the spring game. Oh, can we can we end with the how they won was yeah. uh, with a touchdown throw to Brandon Singleton, which, by the way, I mean I was literally in front of that throw. I was at that end zone, and he made the catch in front of me. What a spectacular catch! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Great throw, better catch. Yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> Dropped right in the bread basket, uh-huh. if and, you will. And he made sure that he dragged his both his feet because he made the catch already halfway to the ground, mm-hmm. and he dragged his feet as long as he could as he was going to the ground. And he caught the ball. He rolled and he hit. He hit the wall. He hit the the, the little, mat, the matted the wall mat that they have on the wall. Yeah, here. he hit the wall, but he still had the ball in his hands. And so that was impressive to me that how well he handled the catch. All the way through. Because mm-hmm. you know that the new rule now, if, if you don't make the catch all the way down, it's not a real yeah, catch. Stupid Des Bryant crap. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that it was, it was one hell of a way to end mm-hmm. the spring game. And a uh, little side note, I mean, Lil B was there. Yeah. Um, that he blessed was, our team. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, I... I had no idea that was Lil B. Yeah, and they gave him um, a jersey afterwards, too. Uh-huh. Old he, jersey, but a good one, nonetheless. Yeah, he's wearing a San Jose Earthquakes jersey. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and uh, he, he, I, I thought it was just a fan, because all the fans started to come down, and I thought he's just part of someone's family. No. All of a sudden, he was sta- he's kneeling in the middle of the huddle, and then all of a sudden, they gather up around him, and there's a camera in front, and then all of a sudden, he's like... Uh, I think he was talking to his own Instagram. He's like, oh, you know, this is Lil B, you know, hanging out with the Cal Berkeley fam. Uh, football team here, so on and so forth, and uh, that is great. And I, I got it on Snapchat, and um, I remember I, I looked over it and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Again? I was like, "Oh dear God, it's little B, base God." <laughs> you don't want you want to be blessed by him. You don't want to be cursed by him. <laughs> no, Look at don't. James Harden right now. <laughs> he led the good. league in turnovers, and his team hates him. <laughs> oh, and, but I mean, it, the atmosphere was just perfect. It was a great way to end it. And now I think, you know, I mean, most, I think all college teams kind of want that, right? You kind of want that, that music or that celebrity that, that, like look that, at USC and how they have Snoop Dogg around or Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, you know how Kentucky has uh, Drake there all the time. Um, I think it's one, it's just one of those things that you've always wanted, you know, and Nam's always talked about this on Twitter too. Mm-hmm. Who is our, who is our Cal rap guy? Um, who is our rap celebrity? Who is our Drake? Exactly. Who? Yeah, like, st- um, hold on. I have a picture on my phone. Stuff like that. You exactly. Don't, yes. You don't want the curse you of the base guy. No, no, no. Um, so I, I, it was it was a perfect way, and I saw all the vines and everything from all the players that happened in the locker room, and they were just, 
they were enjoying it. They, yeah. they, I mean, and little B was enjoying it. I, I think, you know, a lot of us maybe thought, eh, you know, this is a, you know pop culture stuff, but maybe yeah. a lot of us thought about eh, maybe E forty might be the guy. Um, he still could be the guy. Who knows? Uh, I, I enjoyed. I know Nam would hate it. <laughs> yeah, I think Nam would hate it. Um, but I think it, it would still be cool, right? If we yeah. had multiple guys around the program. If we start um, winning a lot more, then maybe we can get Drake. But it's only after we start winning. <laughs> And again, I think he's more of a basketball guy. Yeah, uh, I think he is. Maybe we can... Uh, I guess we're moving on up from <laughs> Adam Duritz. If Okay, let's let's do a little what if. I do if. like Adam Duritz. Let's do a little what if here. If you can pick any any uh, musical celebrity or musical uh, talent. Oh, I have actually a good uh, one for this. You know who I'm picking who to are be our picking? hype man? Who are, who's your A guy hype? by the name of Charles Martinet. Who is Charles Martinet? Or Martinet, I Mar- should say, Char- because he's French. Who's Charles Martinet? He is a prominent voice actor. He, he is a Cal... I don't think he actually graduated from Cal, but he went to Cal for three years, but he is the voice of Mario. He's the voice... Oh, wow. Yes. Like, it's me. Yes, that, yeah. that's him. Oh, wow. Okay. I want that guy to come out to a game. And <laughs> if he did that... We get blue and gold, like, <laughs> construction Mario for the Mario Maker stuff. We did... The band did do that a couple of years ago. That was, that was like 2007. I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being at the... That was, that, that was the performance that blew me out of the... Like, I was just... It was at the Washington State game. It was the only game we won in the second yeah. half of that year. But I was blown away by that performance. Yeah, just oh. how good it was, too. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And them doing the Tetris theme. Oh, oh, my God. That was so awesome. That one was good. And the Super Smash Brothers yeah. one. That, I think... I think that one was the best one just because you had four guys dressed up and fight uh, as they as they did the Hyrule theme song. I don't know who I would pick. I I mean I I really I really do not know who I would pick. Uh this is so musician yeah as far as cow people or just musicians in general. I mean Drake's not a Kentucky guy. He yeah. didn't go to Kentucky, so I think that's... Why don't we, like, resurrect Tupac <laughs> or something like that? If we're doing hypotheticals, Tupac isn't dead, and we bring him back... What about the entire pack? If we got the entire pack back with, with little, little B, the entire pack, I yeah. think that'd be pretty cool, too. I'd be cool with that. Too, I, too I short? don't know too much about it, but... Yeah. Too short? <laughs> Admittedly, I'm a little too pigmentally challenged for this one. <laughs> it's Mac Dre. Yeah. I'd take E40, honestly. <laughs> Vallejo, we got some Vallejo people. I mean, so. he, he made a he made a song for the Warriors. He can make a song for the Bears, yeah. right? And we can get Dave Chappelle from the Warriors too. That is so. true. Uh, let's see. I don't know. They have lots of people going to the Warriors games now. Yeah, it's either that or uh, who who could I think of? Uh, I mean, hell, let's get Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> Get some people in here so Twist will actually pay attention to this. Well, I don't want, if that's the case, and his love of the opera. If that's the case, let's just bring back William Hung. I think yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, uh, that might be the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the quintessential answer to this question. It's I know who it is. I know who it is now. It's you have a collaboration act between William Hung and the County Crows. <laughs> Boom! There Featuring it is. E forty for Featuring E forty about his malt liquor. <laughs> I went to Bevmo the other day and I saw a can of malt liquor from E40 and I thought very long and hard about getting it. I decided against it because I, it's malt liquor. You don't, I can't do it. Like I've done it once and it, uh, it just 
it wasn't that it didn't end well. It just didn't sit well. Yeah. So I think you need to have a stronger stomach than what I have for that. Oh, man. But his wine's probably good. So yeah, I encourage you to try that. I will. I will at least give it a shot. Yeah, I think I'll at least give it a shot. I think that's the the best I can do. Stick with my Colt forty five malt liquor <laughs> solely because of Billy. Can we get Billy D. Williams? I'd like him. I think most people like him. Most people do. Yeah, right? let's get Lando Calrissian in here. <laughs> there we go. Come on. Yeah, the hypothetical Finn's dad. Yeah. That's what Wait. Most, that's what most people think. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a bit much. That uh, because. Okay, this is a total side note, people, but uh, for all you Star Wars fans, there was a post on Amazon before The Force Awakens came out. Mm -hmm. It was a puzzle, a kid's puzzle of Finn, Um, and it said, in parentheses, next to the character's name, it said Lando Calrissian's son, (laughs) and it was sold by, it was, it was uh, sold by Star Wars, like sold by, I mean, I mean, excuse me, it was sold by Disney, Disney, yeah, and and it was fulfilled by Amazon, so it was an actual Disney product, and it said that, so... There's a chance they screwed that one up. <laughs> there's a, there's I'm a not saying that it's not true. Someone forgot so- to send the internal memo to take out the parentheses. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe it was just a hype thing. Yeah. Get people interested. <laughs> like, holy shit, this guy's uh, <laughs> the son. All right. Um, so everybody's got to be related. That's how the story <laughs> works. Granted... J.J. Abrams uh, came out in some uh, some conference. It was a there was a Vine, and he said uh, Ray's parents is not in the Force Awakens. Uh, he later came out and said that they we didn't know that they were Ray's parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they might have. They might not have been. It's Luke's. It's y- yeah, because <laughs> technically he wasn't in the movie. Yeah, and uh, Poe Dameron is a uh, Dameron. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's the son of Lieutenant Porkins from episode four. So, that's right. No, he's. Uh, if you there's comic books that that uh, link episodes uh, five and six, mm-hmm. and in the comic books, uh, Luke's like little partner person that or helped. Wedge. Yeah. No, didn't he die? No, he died. Okay, they all died. Yeah. Um, one of or Luke's little resistance or not resistance, the rebellion buddy. Mm-hmm. That like went on missions with him was Poe's mom. Oh, so that's what happens in the comics. Granted, I'm not sure if that if they kept that link, uh, but that's that's what they said. They probably did. they probably did. Now everybody's got to be related somehow. That's somehow. how movies work. <laughs> that is. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we have some transfer possibility news in the basketball world. Oh yes. I mean, we got Jordan Cornish from UNLV. You yeah. know that we I got mean, Don Coleman. We've had, um, they've had so much go on at UNLV. Like they got a new coach and then he left in a week <laughs> to go to Texas Tech <laughs> while they were finalizing his contract. <laughs> Granted that he has daughters that are like in Lubbock, which isn't that far away. Yeah. So I'm I was I don't know. I, I, I legit just, don't know like how that situation came about. Like well, how does that conversation even start? Uh, coach, you want to come coach for us? Um, I'm about to sign, but it's. We're gonna, like, uh, how do you? You'll con- be closer to your kids. <laughs> Sign me. Hell up. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- okay. So, can we talk about this general transfer situation first? Because yeah. we do not, number wise, number wise, we do not have a scholarship to offer. My theory is that we're sending Chaka to the neutral zone to negotiate <laughs> with the Romulans. Uh, Either that, or they know Jalen's leaving. 
It's either yeah. I think it's one or the other. But even so, I mean, wh- the only thing I get at is this isn't recruiting, right? This is this is just transfers. Yeah. If you're just trying to fill that one spot, do you go after these many guys? Granted, I mean, these are all rumors and possibilities, and but these guys have all come out and said that you know, like one of the pe- one of the teams that are interested in me is Cal. Yeah. Hey, we've I've been contacted by such and such yeah. schools. So. Unless it's one of those situations where we didn't actually contact them, but they're saying we contacted them just because it would get their hype up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that's the case. I, but I mean, they've been con- like some of these guys have been contacted by bigger schools than us. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just looking at this, going how, how in the world, like if we, if we're interested in these guys, like well, how much of that entails? Like we have spot for you. Like we at this point, we just don't. Maybe they're saving Huffnagel's assistant coaching money for another scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) Subvert the rules. I mean, so let's just go through this list. This list, by the way, is uh, from Connor Letourneau. Letourneau? I don't know how to say it. Connor McFrench, SF Chronicle. (laughs) Letourneau. Letourneau. Um, I'm not going to make fun of the guy. He's a very very nice guy. Um, And uh, so he wrote an article about the... Transfer possibilities um, on the SF Chronicles. So if you want to take a better look, uh, go look it up. Um, but for right now, the, there's six names. I mean, granted, we already talked about one of the names last week, which was Derek Thornton, the point guard. But he's not on this list, so you'll have not. to go listen to last week's. Yep. If you haven't listened to last week's. You should. You should listen to all of them. <laughs> listen to every single one. Uh, so let's start with the first one. Is uh, Ray Casongo. He's a uh, forward, 6'8", 245 pounds from Tennessee. Averaged uh, 1.4 points, 1.5 rebounds, and zero assists per game last season. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. He has two years of eligibility left. Yeah, he. Um, from what I'm getting is that he didn't make the rotation, and they're trying to find a place for him. Yeah. So, but that being said, he's got some size, but I don't know if you want to bring him in because you've already had, like, you have a guy like him in Mute and yeah. Steven Domingo. And... Also, Roman Davis. Exactly. So you've got too many guys in that mold. I don't know if you'd want to bring them in, but they're looking at them, so mm-hmm. that means something's good. The next one is uh, Jalen Hudson, a guard from Virginia Tech. He's 6'5", 195 pounds, uh, averaged 8.4 points, 2.3 rebounds, and 0.6 assists per game last season. Um, yeah, so he had he had some good moments, apparently, against uh, just uh, Louisville. Where he had 27 points, 7 rebounds, yeah, 28, 28 points, points in the first round of the NIT. Mm-hmm. He's been reportedly been contacted by Purdue, Florida, Illinois, and VCU. So we're not the only ones, and we probably won't get him, no. considering, as we said, don't have any scholarships. Yep. The next one, this one's intriguing for me. Yeah. Is, uh, Devin Watson, guard from San Francisco. Six foot one, 165 pounds, averaged 20.3 points, 2.5 rebounds, and 4.9 assists per game. And uh, it was third in the West Coast Conference mm-hmm. in scoring, and uh, they uh, USF got a new head coach, so he decided, you know what, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So he's a dynamic scorer. He can pass the ball. I mean, he's a smaller guy, but you know, a scorer like that it reminds me of a Jerome Randall. Yeah, taller Jerome Randall. That is, at that. that is true. Yeah, yeah. See him being very solid. Uh, another one is uh, James Palmer from Miami. He's a guard, six foot five, two hundred two pounds. Averaged three point five points per game last season, a one point two rebounds, and point eight assists. Wasn't he the president in twenty four? Yeah, no, uh, 
That is. That is James Palmer. No? Yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is. Played by Dennis no. Haysbert. Is it, was it David Palmer? I think that's the guy in NCIS. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, he's the it, it president of 24. It is. Uh, I mean, looking at his he's shot, he only shot 36.2% from the floor and 26.2% from beyond the arc. Yeah. But it would be uh, cool to have, an, have a guy from Miami. Just a singer could have someone to compare notes with. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he was a former four-star recruit and ranked 99th nationally by Rivals.com. Ooh. So, I mean, he is a top 100 guy in terms of how he was recruited. Um, he reportedly plans to visit Temple in Nebraska and has will have two years of well, eligibility left. There's a bit of separation in those schools. <laughs> there is, at least in terms of basketball. Yeah. There's a big gap. And Nebraska ball isn't too bad. So not as good as Temple's though. Temple's yeah. Temple's always solid mm-hmm. just because they have that Philadelphia base. Mm-hmm. All right, next one is uh, this one. I think this one's another intriguing one in my opinion. Patrick Steves, guard from Harvard. Yeah. Uh, six foot seven, two twenty. He's a guard and he's six foot seven, two twenty. That's cool. Uh, Nine point one points per game, three point eight rebounds, and two point four assists per game. Um, he's transferring from the Ivy League because the Ivy League. Declares grad students ineligible. I did not yeah. know that. I, I literally just found this out a couple hours ago. Um, so he's expected to receive a medical waiver from the NCAA. I'm quoting from this uh, article. And uh, he would have two more seasons of eligibility left. And he's a heck of a shooter. 45.8%. From three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he'd be able to play immediately with the grad transfer yep. rules. He'd be a grad yeah. transfer. So he's... Good shooter, 6'7", big guy, can shoot over people. And for two years. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a good deal, whoever gets them. Yeah. If we do, then I mean, because could you have... That would add another shooter, which we've... We have been missing. We have... If Jordan and Jabari both start, Mm -hmm. we're missing that next shooter off the bench. We were hoping that would be Domingo, but that didn't pan out this past year. So if we get a guy like this who goes for two years, then... One year, he's in that rotation. The second year can take that Jordan mm-hmm. Matthews or Jabari spot being just the, the go-to shooter mm-hmm. um, in our rotation. Not, bad, not a bad uh, option, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then the last one. Lastly, oh. uh, Dominic Olejanak. Uh Let's see. That might be the best. That Olejniak. Uh, the CZ at the end would be like Jacques. Yeah. Olejnijak. Olejnijak. Olejnijak? Olejnijak? Is it a silent J? He's Polish. I don't know. <laughs> Neither of us are Polish. No, I'm just going to call him Dom. I, yeah. I'm just going to call him Dom. Dominic the center from Drake, who is 7 <laughs> foot, 249, shooting a Wiltian 72.2% from the floor. The, re- the NBA record for a season is 72.7 by Will Chamberlain <laughs> yeah. in 1973. But that's insane. He would be out for next year, which uh, is... No, Rooks would be a senior the year that he would officially get here. Same with Kingsley. So he, yeah. he would be the one to step in as our next center. I hesitate to say great center because we haven't had... had in a while. Devon Harden might be our last one. That's a stretch. Boykin? He wasn't a center. Exactly. See, I think that the only sh- the, that's the only thing I can think of. Max Zhang? <laughs> Again, you're really stretching the term great there. I, 
I can't think of a single center that has been great over the years. We've had a lot of good forwards. We've had yeah. a lot of good guards. We just we've never done well in the center. center. Stanford's always done well in the centers. Well, the Lopez twins, Lopez's, the Collins, all those guys. But Nastich. we've never. God, I hate, I hate that, that guy. guy. But he's he he was good. He was very solid. I'd kick him in the shins if I saw him. But <laughs> yeah, he was always good. They've always had good luck with them. We never have. We've had more guards and forwards mm-hmm. in the Randalls, the Christophers, the, the kids. The kids, the Lamont Murrays. The Crabs. The Sharif Abdurrahims, the Ed Grays, uh, the, uh, the Sean Pose. Lampleys, the uh, Joe Ships, yep. my personal favorite, the Amit Tamirs. <laughs> I mean, he was 6'10", but he wasn't a center. The Ryan Andersons. The Ryan Andersons, that's right. Yeah, just think, if Amit Tamir had been like three or four years later, he could have been drafted in the same position that Ryan Anderson was. Sad. I don't know how much old Cal basketball you watch, but Tamir yeah. was a freaking revelation. Yeah. Just big Israeli dude. Could shoot the lights out. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he would be a freaking good shooting center. Yeah. Um, and that's how the game's evolved right now is just, having shooting centers. Just probably a little bit of a turn-over-the-shoulder guy. Mm-hmm. Big guy to block shots. Dare I say he might be a uh, another version... Of the Pirtle? Maybe not as strong. Maybe not quite there yet. Pirtle has such a defined offensive game. That is true. This is really true. And is Shaq. Yeah, I mean, granted, we none of both of us haven't seen his tapering things. We don't know what his play style is. We're just literally looking at the He's just tall. Yeah. That's kind of all that they have on him right now is that he's tall. He's averaged like 6.5 points. You know who it is? You know who it is? I know who it is now. It's, It's Boban. Boban! <laughs> it's Boban. It's Boban. That's what I'm telling you, man. Marjanovic. Yeah, it's the stats and what we're talking about, that's basically what it is, right? It's, yeah. it's uh, If it's an unrefined offensive game who's just basically willing himself just because how how tall he is, mm-hmm. it's Boban. Yeah, I'm good with Boban. I like <laughs> Boban. Which Boban has been playing lights out yeah. lately. Well, they um, need him to. They don't have a Diaw. Yeah. Who's... Uh, Gives the Spurs the flexibility to play how they want to, mm-hmm. which makes them as good of a team as they are. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I, I mean, I, I tweeted at Connor yesterday about this, and then Ben uh, from Rivals he messaged me. He commented underneath. He's like, "Yeah, it's. I have no idea either. It's been right. a really weird um, season." So. In terms of timeline, you know, let's let's move on to the next thing about basketball. Is our Ivan Rab and Jalen Rab up? Uh, Ivan Rab and Jalen Brown update. Bum, 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 um, nothing. Nothing. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> Kidding. The deadline is this Sunday. Yes. The deadline to declare is this Sunday. <laughs> we are currently recording this on Tuesday. This will be up on Wednesday. I have a so. feeling you could make a movie out of this. <laughs> like, uh, what's that one with the Celtics fans and uh, an ESPN thirty for thirty? No, there's a movie with a, I think it's Celtic Pride, where they kidnap a guy who's like the Knicks star player, and they keep him out of the game. But you can kind of do the ripoff of that with this. <laughs> Just a couple of crazed Cal fans want to keep their star freshman from declaring for the draft. <laughs> so they kidnap him until the deadline passes. If someone takes that idea, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope not. 
Yeah. Let's hope not. Um, but, I mean, honestly, this Sunday will cure all Cal basketball fans of any anticipation or anything that they have been just ansily looking at Twitter for the last like, couple weeks for. Yeah. And I think it just... Then they've been hitting F5 on their keyboards as many times as they can. Every day that passes, my percentage of them staying increases. Yeah. Um, and I think this, Ivan's staying at this point. I'm 80-20 I'm on both of them staying. Okay. I'm 90, 90 to 10 on Ivan staying. Yeah. I think he's staying. I'm 50-50 on Jalen. Yeah. The question is, I mean, this is... I don't know if we talked about this last week, but the question is, where is Jalen, right? Um, we've seen the, this is all speculation and I'm just reading a crap tattoo leaves here, but we've seen the videos of them playing tennis with coach Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. Jalen's not in it. Granted, he might be outside the frame of the picture, right? He also might be in class. He also might be in class. Um, he also Instagrammed a photo of, uh, somewhere in Georgia, uh, last week. Mm -hmm. So that's also very cryptic. Mm -hmm. We don't know where he is. You know, he might not. He might not be here in the Bay yeah. Area right now. Um, and then also another thing that's cryptic is his little picture of Steve Kerr. May he, uh, who knows? Yeah. May he's like pretending that he's Carmen San Diego. Yeah. But then he also just posted two, two photos of him wearing Cal jerseys. Yeah. Uh, this past, like a little over a couple days ago. And if you really want to get on the speculation train, they, um, um, what was it, Don Coleman signed his letter of intent the other day, uh-huh. and the graphic they had out of him was him wearing the number zero. Yeah. So, if you really want to get into super speculatory territory, <laughs> you can go by that. I don't know. He's a, he's a college kid. He deserves to take his time, but he's going to go top five this year if he declares. So uh, just on upside alone. Yeah, I mean there are concerns about his game, but he's too athletic for any team to pass up. And yeah. when he's been able to do what he wants to do, he I don't think there are too many players in the draft that are better than him. No, and most people also speculate for him as he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player. Yeah, a lot. The with rangy wings like that, you have that. With uh, Wiggins, I think, was mm-hmm. the biggest one. Wiggins was not that great in college. No. He was very inconsistent. I think they stifled him a bit at Kansas. Just yeah. that wasn't the right style for him. I think he went to the wrong school. Like, that's just. Who would you say is one of the best examples besides Wiggins of a guy being not as good in college, but coming to the pros and coming like freight train? Not as good in I college. keep hitting the table. Not as good in college, but was really good in the pros. Because uh, you see a lot of the other way with people like Jimmer and Michael Beasley, Beasley, who was yeah. amazing in college. Yeah, he was real good. The guy I was averaging like thirty and fifteen at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and uh, Billy Walker, yeah, for that combo at mm-hmm. K State. Uh, who wasn't that great in college? I I really can't think of anyone. The biggest one I can think of is DeAndre Jordan. Right, because that was a shocker. He yeah. declared after his freshman year, and everyone was like, who? Yeah. And then he was a lottery pick, and he turned out to be a pretty dang good yeah. center. I mean, it's taken some time, but yeah. He's gotten there. Uh, huh. Yeah, it's you don't see it too often, like May Rondo, because yeah. you don't remember him too much at Kentucky. No, because that was before Calipari got there. Yeah, that was a Tubby Smith era, right? Yeah, yeah. So with, uh, I mean, before him, if we're going to Kentucky route, was Tayshaun Prince. Mm-hmm. No one really knew about him in Kentucky, other than Kentucky fans. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people knew him outside of Lexington. Um, 
You know what? A lot of a lot of these guys. I mean, there are a lot of guys that you didn't expect, and then they blew up in the pros. Like you know, guys like Ben Wallace. Yeah. Played Division three, you know, and undrafted, just, undrafted, and just exploded. Uh, but I've, I don't, I can't think of anyone who was a lottery pick that was chosen purely because of upside and then panned out. Yeah, that's. Um, it's really hard to come by. It's a little troubling that mm-hmm. I think about it. Um, like. Because everyone's talking about Jalen in the mold of a Stanley Johnson like last year, yeah. right? Which in terms of, if you look at the statistics, they're about equal. Mm-hmm. And what he's done on the Pistons, no one knows because he hasn't played that much. Yeah. Uh, with the Morris, with Morris in front of him and, and uh, Tobias Harris after mm-hmm. he got traded yeah. there, it's just he was buried on the death chart. So I don't know. Personally, it's a, it's a toss-up for me. Um, I hope he stays. Mm-hmm. I think... Everyone's saying how he can... He could use an extra year. I mean, yeah. I mean, his, he does. he's not one of those guys that needs to fill out his body. Like, for me, I think Ivan needs to stay just because he needs to fill out his body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you've, I've said this a, a ton of times. The guys that are the, the, the skinny, lanky guys, just when they get to the pros, their body just can't handle no. the, just all of the bullying around that they're going to take. Mm-hmm. And they tend to get injured more often than not within or their first two years. Or get labeled soft. Exactly. So I think he should build up a little more, and then yeah. he'll be able to make a better impact. And become that LaMarcus Aldridge type mm-hmm. player that he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Jalen, I think it's just... Just work on his outside shot, honestly. Yeah. Just you, The thing about staying in college over the pros at this point for him is that he can experiment with what he needs to get better. You're not, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because he's going to get, I was watching the Gruden's QB camp for golf the other day. And he said something that rings true for all sports. If you're getting picked at the top of the draft, it's because the team that picked you isn't that good. Yeah. And they're going to expect you to help them be good because basketball is the sport where one player can affect the game the most. Yep. So Jalen Brown is going to have to get good quick. In college, he has other guys he can rely on. Bird and Matthews can shoot the lights out. Rab can make it happen inside. Singer can drive. And that only makes you him know? a better player, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're able to pass to these guys and you rack up the assists, guys, people and scouts that haven't watched your game look at your statistics and you're averaging four assists as a small forward. Yeah. That looks pretty good on paper. Honestly, I think... If Jalen stays another year, develops his shot a bit more, he could average a twenty-five and five. I think he can. I think he can go twenty-five, eight, and five. I wouldn't go twi- quite to twenty-five just because he's gonna. He's not exactly a selfish guy when it comes to shooting. That shoot. is that is true. I mean, some of his shooting stats would say otherwise, but yeah. he doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's selfish. Yeah, yeah. like he's making the right plays. Mm-hmm. But he, I could see him doing that Tyreek Evans sort of stat line without being in Tyreek Evans. Evans. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tyreek Evans was amazing his rookie year. Oh, and he was great in college too. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think he was a one-year guy, but yeah, he was. He was. He was. Uh, he was at Memphis Calipari's final year. Yeah, he was after was, Derrick Rose. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's right. I was thinking it was him and Darius Johnson Odom, but no, that was Derrick Rose. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's right. I like Darius Johnson Odom. I thought he was better than Derrick Rose, actually. I love that. I really like that Memphis team. Yeah, that sad one. that they lost, though. Yeah, it's because Derrick Rose couldn't hit a dang free throw. Mario freaking Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Morris, too. I mean, that, if, you look at, if you look back at it, the, the amount of NBA players that were Luigi that was in Chambles. 
the amount of NBA players that was in that championship game is pretty uh, insane. I don't like Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that wraps it up for basketball talk. Yeah, um, a little, little, little baseball. Little, they went two and two last week. Yeah, they did. They won one at Cal Poly, seven uh, one, but they lost two out of three at ASU. They lost six four four zero, but they won one eight to four uh, in extra innings in yeah. the eleventh. So they don't. They don't have Dalton Jeffries right now. No. He has a, uh, I believe it was a, sh- a strained. It's some sort of. It's like, like a, yeah, some sort of strained tendonitis type of strain. Like it's something muscle. that you don't want to test mm-hmm. if you're a baseball player. So he'll be back sometime this season. It's just that they don't have him right now. Yeah, so that's they, why you don't have they're that. They're relying on Ryan Mason mm-hmm. and other people of that sort. Yeah, and Tanner Dodson and, mm-hmm. and all those guys. So Guys who Matt, aren't as tested. And, uh, Matt Ledretch. Ledretch. The Ledretch. Um. So the and the bats have cooled down, um, yeah. quite a bit too. So, I mean, it, it's weird how uh, with the start of uh, baseball season, they're they're at one of the lowest hitting batting percentages that they've had in a while, and that's kind of happening to our team. Yeah, here too. I don't know so, what it is, uh, but I, I mean, I think it's something in the water. I think. I mean, granted, the A's are hitting like crap <laughs> right now. They're yeah. at like two twenty five. I think it's 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 better that this happens now. Uh, you're at a point in the season where you don't need to be peaking right now. Mm-hmm. As long as you stay in the top twenty-five, um, you're not you're not in any chance of not making it to the College World Series. Mm-hmm. You need to start peaking to get to Omaha. That's where you start to need. Yeah, you need to start peaking May in a couple weeks. Exactly. Um, when, when right before play, you get to regionals. When they play, I think Washington two weeks from now. I think it's Arizona this week. Yeah. They're on an eight-game homestand now. Yeah. So it's the best. I mean, the weather. They play somebody tonight. Uh, they play Stanford tonight. That's yeah. what it was. They've been playing, uh, you know, on the road. They're back at home now with mm-hmm. the home crowd behind them. The weather has been amazing of yeah. late here in the Bay Area, uh, and especially here in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. And if you have the chance to make it out to Evans it, Diamond, oh. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a billion times. Yeah. It's, I'm. I think I'm going to go in two weeks. Yeah. Just because this weekend I'm in San Diego, but next weekend uh, for the, uh, I believe it's the Washington series. I believe Arizona's this weekend. Yeah. It'll be a good series. I'll try and make it out to a game and drag some people with me. So. You can get the, the whole group there. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up our bas- our baseball talk. Because we um, don't have too much to talk about. <laughs> we don't. Um, but we do have a question today. Yes. We do have a question. So. A real one, not the ones that uh, Gorsi and twist sent us no thankfully not but i was so ready to give my opinion on jorts only on john cena <laughs> i did have a pair of jorts growing up it would they were oh i mean everybody did they were jordan jorts yeah that that pretty much that's a fashion deal. statement <laughs> i mean you're wearing a jordan shirt right now exactly i am i am wearing a jordan shirt right now um, but here's your question. Uh, this comes from our, our very best friend, Nathan Miyazaki, who oh, always sends times. us, who always sends us mail. Uh, hi guys. As always, I enjoy listening to the show. We as Cal fans all know the tree sitters stalled the renovation of Memorial Stadium and construction of the student athlete high performance center. What, if anything, would have happened if the protests never took place in 2006, I believe? Um, would the new facilities have changed who Cal recruited for football or other sports? Would that have changed our win-loss record? Would paying for the new facilities have been easier back then? Lately, people have been complaining about uh, the stadium debt, but is that because we have not had a winning record for a few years? Since we were winning most of our games from 2006 to 2009, and people are much more willing to pay to see a winning team versus a losing team, I'm guessing it would have been easier to pay off the stadium debt with increased ticket sales and ad space. That 
it's an pretty much nailed it. Um, yep. Do you guys have any great ideas to raise money to help pay off st- stadium debt? Oh, we can go into that one a lot. Oh, God, um, I am. Since, since we're playing the what-if game, if you guys were athletic directors, what would you do? What would you change? What would you like to see happen at Cal in terms of athletics? Thanks. Okay, so, so this question has to go with a bit of a caveat, I think. What is the caveat? That the bureaucracy does not affect us. Okay. That we have murdered all the bureaucrats. And that, and that the... That the AD is basically one with the university. Yeah. Right. That, like he man, we have the power. <laughs> okay. And let's let's and just uh, we do not dare to be sour. Let's just go through this question as if we were the AD. I think that's the best way to okay. tackle all these questions, right? If you were the AD, let's start with the first one. Do you have? Would you make any changes? I'll go with the, that's the first one. That's because that's a big general one. If you're the AD. Well, should we start with uh, if the tree sits hadn't happened? Okay, let's let's go with that one then. So, if the tree sits hadn't happened, I th- the the plan for the stadium was in motion for a long time. It was already there. Yeah, people. When I'm from what I heard is when they were showing recruits around, they already told them, "Hey, this is where we're going to have this. This is where we're having this." Yeah, like it's it's in the process. But it got delayed by like three or four years. Exactly. So if you have that, you can get better recruits in sooner. It was complete 2012. Yeah. So say it gets done by 2009, mm-hmm. which admittedly may be difficult since uh, the, uh, the recession happened then. Yeah. So it would be tougher. That's like literally a year after the recession happened. Yeah. So. so it would be tougher, but it, it could be doable. Let, let's say hypothetical world. This is all hypothetical anyway, Anyways, so who cares? Let's say it did work. Let's say we did yeah. finish it by 2009. Say we finished it by 2009, and some attribute that with the start of Tedford's decline. Yeah. When others could say 2007, you could say 2010, so on and so forth. But you start getting better recruits in. You get better guys in. You keep playing better. Because it's all... You don't, it's you don't still, have the 5-7 and seven season in 2010. Exactly. And it's still fresh in everyone's mind, right? What happened in 2007. Yeah. And not in terms of... Not, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm saying when you're talking to recruits, you can be like, guys, look look at what we did in 07. We were, we were number two in the country, and then we just had a little bit of a stumble. But what I'm saying is... And you can still talk about those we guys that, that were that there. Again. Right. Yeah. You can... You're, you just peaked in 07, and you're a little bit on the downcline, but that doesn't mean you can't start yeah. swinging back up again. Yeah. So you can and talk about the Deshaun Jacksons and, you can and come guys. back to guys and, like that. Exactly. And you have these facilities. You have better facilities. May we don't lose a couple games with those facilities. And may we don't go bad in 2010, go 5-7. and seven. May we go May 7-5 and five that year, yep. say. Say Colin Kaepernick doesn't murder us. Yep. May we do better in 2011 and Tedford's still here. And we beat Ohio State. Yeah. We Maybe hit, Jacob Work doesn't get called for holding. We hit two field goals. Yeah, at the at the horseshoe. Yeah, who knows? Vincenzo <laughs> is not very sad for the next week. <laughs> next, felt so bad for. I I did. That. I I yelled at him, but I mean, I felt bad afterwards. Yeah, but I mean, what what fan wouldn't? Exactly. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah. Though, so so let's all right. Then then let's move on to the let's move on to the next part of this then. Um, would paying for the new facility have been easier back then? Debatable with the recession, but I think we are better. At, yeah, it would have been easier to. It'd have been pull easier money. to pull money from yeah. donors. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Uh, I guess I guess we have to go to this one then. Do you have any great ideas to raise money to help pay off the stadium debt? What would you do? <sighs> 
Man, this is tough. What would you do? I have a lot of not safe for this podcast ones. Uh, I mean, what they've been doing recently has been pretty good. I mean, they had a soccer game in there uh, two years ago. Um, yeah, I'd that, do more of that. That may sold out the co- stadium. May have a couple concerts. I mean, they did murder ha- the Hillside Authority, who tries to keep you from having the concerts. For people that don't know, I'm a huge Manchester United fan. They were here um, for the International Champions Cup in the Bay Area. They yeah. had a game uh, down in San Jose, and then they weren't, had a game weren't at they Leon's. gonna have one? The San Jose game was supposed to be at yeah, Memorial but Stadium. They complained that there was too much travel, which. Yeah, our our coach, our coach, um, because they were based um, at the Four Seasons down in San Jose, Mm -hmm. and he said that's too much travel. Granted, you just traveled all the way from Manchester, England. Um, So I was really upset about that. Me too. I I was gonna go to that game. I went to the one. It was uh, the the Real the Real Madrid Madrid versus versus Inter Milan. Inter Milan. Yeah, Yeah. I got a Gareth Bale jersey after that game. That was oh, that was a just off the left foot. That was a screamer of a goal. The oh my Galazzo goodness. or whatever the hell they were calling yeah. it. Oh. I, I don't know. I was <laughs> I was trying to explain why soccer is interesting to my grandpa uh-huh. and it was tough, but it was just interesting because it, it's such a different experience than yeah. your run of the mill like football game. Yeah. As there's a lot more chanting, it's a lot more constant, there's mm-hmm. a lot more just Hey, this leads to this leads to this. It's kind of more of a domino effect game mm-hmm. than anything else. And it's, there's no stop. No. I think I think that's why that's why it's tough to keep concentrating mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes I think you need the commentators for that. Yeah. Like I I've made this no secret. I listen to all the World Cup games in Spanish just yeah. because it's so much more interesting. Spanish Spanish and English commentators I think by far have the best commentating yeah. for all of soccer. Yeah. Um, Plus, even though I understand Spanish at about a third grade level, <laughs> I could still catch the important words. Exactly. Like, I don't know how you are with other languages besides English, and I'm going to assume you speak Korean at this point. Yes, yes. But my Spanish is, I took four years of it. and I took three I, years of Spanish, too, and I, all I can say is, uh, un poco. Yes. <laughs> I... I hear like little kids talking to their parents in the grocery store, and I'm like, I understand you. I cannot understand them. <laughs> See, um, Nino. Yeah, but back to the point. Yes, back to the point. That was a fun tangent. Yeah, that was. Uh, but back to the point. Just have more stuff in it. I know they had a wedding in there. They did. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Um, my uh, one of the guys I worked with did the uh, filming for the wedding. That is cool. That is really cool. So they they worked with them. Do more stuff in the university club because mm-hmm. if you have that view, you show that off. Oh yeah. You use it. You kill it. I mean, when I see recruits come in and they do the tour of the stadium yeah. and they show them that view from the university club. Hey, have like, oh. this view. You're never going to be up here during the game. <laughs> still, it's nice to look at. Look at all of this. It is. Everything that the sun touches will be yours. <laughs> oh, we're going the whole Lion King round, huh? We're, yes. we're doing, the, we're doing uh, that. So they, uh, 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 oh, God. Um, okay, composure. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how else what, what else you can do. I mean... You have to be open to any and all opportunities yeah. at this point, and that's why I think they've they've taken in the have soccer a Grateful game, right? Dead concert in there. You'd have Bill Walton back. Yes, you want to draw like sixty thousand fans to a place? Have a Grateful Dead concert. 
I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, you look at all the concerts they have in the Greek theater, right? The Greek theater, which is a great place to go see mm-hmm. a concert. I think two of the best ones that I've seen. I love that grass lawn to just sit on and to watch concerts too. Yeah. But I mean, you look at it even in the amphitheater park. Exactly, it's great. But you look at the flip side of it. If you had one of those concerts in Memorial, it would work. Yeah, you could make it work. It's like, just. I mean, you'd have the parking issue, but you always have the parking. You always, issue. yeah, the parking issue is never going to go away. So, I mean. With the whole new Maxwell parking lot, too, you could have your mm-hmm. VIP parking there, which they've always done anyways. Mm-hmm. It, it works. It works. It's just a matter of can you can you fill it out and can you get There'd big enough acts to come probably in? probably be something from the Greek theater protesting it. but Probably. But aren't they all owned by the university at the same time? Um, I think the, maybe. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know honest. how the, the owning of the buildings would work. Because... They do all the gra- a bunch of graduations there. I think you probably had your graduation in there. Right? Yeah, yeah, same here. So and the general commencement is at Memorial too. Yeah. So so I would assume yeah. Yeah, they could do it that way. Uh, let's see, what else could you do with a stadium like this? Send us send us your ideas. Send us of what you would yes. do to raise money at Memorial. Like what yeah. type of events would you have there? Outdoor basketball game, outdoor hockey game. Yeah, I don't think you can do it because it's not cold enough. But yeah, uh, you can't. Man, winter. You could do a basketball game, but there's the off chance of it raining here yeah. uh, quite often. Um, so that's the only off chance. Yeah, that's um, the just only thing I would do. Do more soccer games. Those were fun. I mean, they did have to bring in grass, which wasn't fun. Yeah. But do stuff like that. You just there's there's a whole host of possibilities. So I know they have high school championship games. I think once in a while too. Yeah. Huh. Um, but Grateful Dead concert is my answer to that one. I think if you have any type of concert here, it's Berkeley is one of those places that people love going to concerts. People yeah. love going to these things. Yeah, biggest mass of pot smoke that you can get. <laughs> that is true. I mean, the amount of the amount of people you get when you have like a Jason Mraz concert here, you know, it's Jason Mraz. Yeah, it's actually well, the, okay. <laughs> they've had it. They've had it at the Greek Theater, and I I know I've seen pictures of friends that went, and it's all sold out, and there's a crap ton of people there. So I'm, I just can't take that guy seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but I say, why not? Just yeah. get in popular acts yeah. like that. Like I saw fun at the Greek Theater, and they were uh, excellent. Yeah. So at this point, I think it's more of just getting in and scheduling um, those types of things as yeah. much as possible to raise money. Um, I Dish guess can yeah. The last question is the question that I wanted to start with was, what would you change anything if you were the athletic director in terms of the sports um, or at Cal in terms of the athletics? That's so tough. I uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I do not have enough knowledge of the economics of the situations. That is true, yeah. Though both of us majored in some sort of <laughs> economics, it's tough to say anything definitive about this. And I know that's a bad answer yeah. for this. But you, I mean, we had to get the stadium built. It was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And that was we that. We had to get that retrofit. I, that was I wish I... it had been done sooner. I wish we could have like just brought out an actual bear and mauled the tree sitters. But no, actually, no, we're not advocating violence no. against anybody. We, I hoped we had talked them down peacefully into a more important tree that sat somewhere far away. <laughs> hey, look, the Joshua tree is not getting protected. <laughs> Go after that one. We're doing something else here. And then just, I don't know. I watched a, my dad on a 
side note, my dad got a, he had emergency gallbladder surgery, I, I believe last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. And I went to go take care of him for a few days and we watched a lot of cops. Uh-huh. So you see a lot of people getting tased. I will say that is very entertaining. <laughs> so just tase them, get them out of there. Be like, eh, whatever. We're going to have police brutality problems in a few years anyway. Might as well start that sooner along with the construction. I think for me, if, if economics and money was not an issue, yeah. if that was not an issue, I think I would build something more for the, stu- for the student athletes. Yeah. Um, granted, right now, all they have is that high-performance athletic center, mm-hmm. which, by the way, any student can use. Yeah. Um, if you're a student at Cal and you have membership to the RSF, you can go to There's the, that gym up in there. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. go there. Um, so... But personally, I think a, a, a more designated space for athletes would be helpful yeah. to them. I mean, everything's so spread out for the athletes right now. Because mm-hmm. if you want um, academics help, you got to go either to, um, what's it, the uh, near the MLK. Um, that's yeah, where the, the, uh, the learning center is. Yeah, the SLC. Yeah, the SLC is there. Um, if you want to work out, then you got to go all the way up to Memorial Stadium. Yeah. I mean, um, there's some stuff in Haas. And there is a study center up in the um, high performance center, the yeah. Travers Study Suite, yeah. as I should say, cheap plug. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think in in terms of that, I think a little more centralized thing for for just any athlete to mm-hmm. to get into, right? Just I know I'm not saying you have to build a building, but some type of space where any type of any Cal ath- athletics player or athlete mm-hmm. can come in, you know, rest, get some studying done, so on, so forth. Mm-hmm. Would be nice. Granted, yeah. at the same time, when I was a student, the biggest thing I wanted was more interaction between the athletics kids or yeah. the athletes and the regular student body. I mean, it was always, you'd always see someone at the RSF playing you'd, basketball. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I played basketball with Keenan Allen yeah. and Richard Rogers. You'd and, always see them uh, just hanging out on Sproul, too. Ty Wallace and yeah. Thurman shooting threes. <laughs> the Thurmanator. Yeah. Who doesn't like the Thurmanator? I don't. It's a douchebag. <laughs> An entertaining basketball player, but a douchebag. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's much we we could change. I mean, we would want to give you a realistic answer as much as possible, but it's mm-hmm. just not possible because we don't know the yeah. specifics of what goes on. Like, I know a lot of people did not like what Sandy Barber did, but she set some very important wheels in motion, so you kind of have to give her a little bit of props there. Yeah, and you give her props for a lot of the things. I mean, she, yeah. she got us... Conzo, yeah, right, which turned out to be a pretty good hire. She did, I think she got us Tedford too, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, no, no. Uh, Tedford was a uh, before Sandy, that's was, right. Was uh, Steve Gladstone, yeah, he was the uh, he was a rowing coach from what I remember, but he got promoted to AD, yeah. I mean, she did the most with the limited, limited things she had, yeah. She got dykes, so yeah, I so, think that was a solid hire, yeah. It's looking like a solid yeah. hire, but yeah. it's still, it's still on the upward trend. Uh, people forget that w- we've actually increased our wins record since his first season yeah. every year. One to five to eight. Yeah, which, which has, I mean, granted, we haven't had the, we haven't, we didn't have the huge jump. Yeah, no. but We didn't go from like five to ten or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's gradual. But, it's not like Jeff Tedford's first year where you go from one to a bowl team. Yeah, so. And then hey. two years being on the cusp at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but then we got a lot more problems after Ted, at, with his reign here. Yeah, so. that was a lot of academic yeah. stuff, which... Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, that wraps it up for us. That is uh, this episode. Today was a pretty long episode. Yeah. Seriously. Um, It's honestly, the last week's been so long. uh Uh-huh. 
It'll, it, so. We'll have more to talk about come next week when yeah. when we know what happens with Jalen and Ivan. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, Hopefully please. we'll get both to stay. Yeah. And then we can just put to bed all the transfer talk. And then we and then the, another week from then we can talk about Demetrius Robertson. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up for us. And uh, you know how to get at us on Twitter, on email, uh, cgbbearcast.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You probably know our Twitter handles by now. Yeah, we can put them in the article yep. description or whatever. And uh, you can read our stuff at californiagoldenblogs.com. Mm-hmm. And that wraps it up for us. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears. You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world! This is bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world! This is bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world! This is bear territory! Woo! I'm ready to go!